0: Do you aspire to become a responsible leader? How do you see yourself now as a young man? Learning from challenges is one thing, but getting opportunities is another. If you're a young man who wants to learn about personal growth, life lessons, and leadership, tune in to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders.
1: Introducing Mr. Brandon Fong. What is happening, sir?
0: Matt. I've been, I saw this in my calendar at the end of the week and I've been looking forward to it for every second. This is the most important place in the entire world I can be right now. I love you so much and I'm
1: excited to contribute. I got time blocked out. I'm here for you guys. You are awesome, man. This has been fun. I was. I told these guys at the very beginning, I'm like, I'm so fired up to bring this guy in. Um, I guess, you know, Brandon and I have gotten to, uh, to connect a couple times here, just, you know, virtually over the last month or so. Um, and. know one of the things i told him on our last call and i'm gonna tell you guys now too you just have you just know sometimes right you you are around somebody and they make you feel a certain way there's a synergy that happens there's an energy that happens there's a a mutual admiration that happens there's a relationship that takes place right and and that's a special thing when you find that you cultivate that and there's a reason for that and that's not accidental and uh you know brandon i can easily and safely say that that's definitely been the case with you every time i get off the phone with him or off this call is i'm just like all right. Life is better now. You know, life is good. <laughs> Same so here, man. man, totally. And you're, and that's even for a guy who's in Wisconsin, like you're in Wisconsin, man, <laughs> right? You're in Wisconsin. And Absolutely. I wish Kaleo yeah. was here. Kaleo is from Wisconsin too, but I don't see him on the call on this one, but uh, yeah, man, it is an honor to have you brother. Thanks so, for having me, man. I'm d- excited to dive in let's let's uh let's do that let's definitely dive in and i think you've heard some of these conversations we've had before but um you know what i like to do is i always like to kind of take you back which you know sometimes we have guests that are in their 60s and 70s and i'm like hey let's go back to when you were 14 15 and give us the x-men origin story from there you don't have to go back quite as far as some of those guys um, but i'd still like to do that man and give us a little bit of the x-men story about you know, you growing up and and kind of bring us to the amazing impact you're having right now.
0: For sure. So I'm going to take you guys back 13 years. So I'm I'm 26. Uh, so I'm going to take you guys back to Wisconsin Hills Middle School. And you guys are most can I just kind of show a hand just so I understand like most of you guys are in high school right now or high school. If you're in high school, raise your hand. Okay. Middle school, anyone, anybody, maybe I got lots of off camera. So most people, most people in high school. Okay. So I'm in middle school and uh, I want to, why don't you guys pretend for a second that we're all, you're invisible, my invisible partners in this story. So you're just kind of here observing this. So we're in Mrs. Dentisi's sixth grade classroom and everybody's working on a project and it's getting towards the end of the hour. So everybody's kind of staring at the digital clock, waiting for it to hit the next number, because you guys know what happens right before lunch. It's like, come on, let's just get out of here. So we're all sitting, we're waiting for the the, the time to hit. The time finally hits and all my classmates jump to their feet and they make a beeline for the cafeteria but since you're my invisible friend that's just kind of observing you're looking at the classroom and you see there's one kid that did not jump up to his feet that is taking his sweet time packing his bag and is kind of dinking on dinking away on his way to go to lunch and if you haven't guessed, that kid was me and I always keep this picture on my desk to show it. So if you're listening to audio, you obviously can't hear. It. But if you guys are here on camera, you can see it. This is this is little 13 year old Brandon. I got the bugs, bunny teeth, <laughs> braces uh, and uh, and you may be wondering why would any sixth grader procrastinating going to lunch when you guys know lunch is the one break that you get during the day. And it's because when I would go through the lunch checkout line, I'd have my plastic tray with the nutritious chicken nuggets or pizza, whatever is on sale for the day. <laughs> and as I would wait to go through the line, my heart would start beating faster and faster because I'd watch my friend go through, he'd type in his student ID, the computer screen would show $5 or whatever. Then Kate would go through, she would get something, she would get a little dessert and then it showed $6 or whatever. I'd get up, be my turn. I type in my student ID 156403. I'll never forget it. And then up on the screen pops Brandon Fong, free lunch, $0.00 and 0 cents. So that was super embarrassing for me. I went to a relatively wealthy school district. So I was one of the few kids that was on the free lunch program. And I wanted to hide that so badly. Mm -hmm. I had several strategies to avoid, make sure my friends didn't see it. There was the hide in the bathroom strategy where I would hide in the, I would go, I would take an extra long time in the bathroom so that there was no one in the lunch line. No one can see it. There was the distract my friends the last minute strategy where, where I, I would strike up a conversation right as I typed in my ID and be like hey <laughs> tell me about your day. <sighs> um, and, and as I look at, that was a super painful moment for me and like I said that was like 1314 years ago now. But now that I've had the opportunity to go back and rewrite my stories, I realized that that was one of the most powerful experiences that could have ever happened to me because it forced me and inspired me to look at things differently to, to change and 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 grow as a result of that, and I have the world's most amazing parents. They were always into self improvement and all that kind of stuff, so I, I had this really cool sweet and sour of like having the desire to make things different, but having the loving and caring environment. And uh, just like what matt's providing to you guys it's like you guys you guys get that component of somebody that's pushing you and that cares for you and that loves you so that that's kind of the start of the origin story of me wanting to be an entrepreneur. And I have some other high school experiences i love to share, but I'll just pause for a second,
1: Matt, if you want to jump in there at all. Oh my goodness, man. Yeah. I, I I do. First of all, I want to hug 13 year old Brandon and just be like, man, all good. You know, like that's a big, but that's really what I want. And you kind of started touching on that. Like the strategies that you were forced to adapt for yourself, right? The, um, you know, I'm gonna kind of, hey, I'm gonna kind of make you look over here. I'm gonna kind of wait um, until nobody's there. I'm gonna hide in the bathroom. I'm gonna go do that. That is, that is um, you know, those are adaptations, right? It's adaptations from you paying attention and thinking about what is going on, thinking about what your perception was of the world, what you wanted other people's perceptions of you to be, um, and and strategizing around how to adapt to not be a product of your environment but to make your environment a product of you Mm -hmm. right and i and i that's kind of where i want to go like wow so those have to have played out in a good fashion later on Mm -hmm. like that adaptability has got to be part of your story now and your hero's journey is that understanding how to adapt that had to be so you're cultivating that early and i would yeah. imagine adaptation has got to be a strength
0: for you it, it is and no one's ever called that out so i appreciate you you highlighting that but i would say so because it's like it was always trying to figure out how to make something work it wasn't a matter of like oh i can't have this so i'm just not going to do it it was a matter of like oh maybe and i this is another story i don't tell that often but like i some kid made fun of me because i wore glasses and we had like uh, had government assistance for getting vision care or whatever so i had these glasses and i wanted contacts and so um i had to figure out how to pay for contacts says like this 11 12 year old or whatever so like i went and i sold my pokemon cards i i went <laughs> i sold wow. my Poke. i tried i tried yeah. selling rubber band balls at one point my my earlier days but you know it's like i i used to be so frustrated at my parents for like, 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 why can't especially when like, you know, I like I said, I went to a relatively wealthy school district. Yeah. So it's like, I saw all my friends that it's like, they wanted the newest gaming system, they like, wanted to go play laser tag or whatever. And it was like, whenever I wanted to do something like that for my family, it was always a discussion, I was always afraid to ask that kind of stuff. And yeah. I saw them just get it. And I'm like, what the hell? What the heck? You know, like, why? Like, why? Why can't I just have that? But like, Oh my god if if i i would not take that back for a second a second i am i am eternally 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 grateful for having to figure things out because my friends that were given those opportunities given everything from a very early Mm -hmm. age they didn't have to start thinking that way of not oh i'm just not going to be able to figure this out like like how do i actually make this this work so you're absolutely right that um at the time i literally hated it i would complain i would i would i would be frustrated with my parents all the time but like that was training man exactly like you said so now it's
1: just like oh, your my brain is connected on how to solve problems so absolutely it's so rad and it's so rad to look it's so rad to look back and you guys you know most of you guys on you guys are you know 13 16 18 so you guys uh, maybe not maybe you haven't had these experiences yet as much but as you get older man you just do you have these experiences where you look backwards like Brandon's talking about and you go oh I thought that sucked what a gift that was and you start to see that more and more and you start to connect dots backwards um, and it really is a powerful thing. You only do that if you're paying attention, you're trying to move forward in a positive way. It allows you to look back and go, man, now I'm grateful for that. Um, but gosh, what a mm. gift, man. Okay. Yeah, can I can I, can I I share one other thing
0: really quick yeah, here? Please, I, I feel called please. to share it. So, so I had someone on my podcast share this concept and he calls it the relationship conversation. I think this is really relevant and something that I wish I had kind of realized a little bit earlier. So hopefully this is valuable for you guys. And it may seem a little abstract at first, but I'll try to. To make it super concrete. So the, this guy, Neil Moore, he's working on creating uh, a change in creativity for humanity, a breakthrough in creativity for humanity. So he's taught hundreds of thousands of people how to play piano um, and and like teaching people how to tap into the more creative component of their brains. But he teaches about this important thing called the relationship conversation. And it has to do with he observed what are the components of all long term relationships of anything of, you know, uh, it could be playing the piano. It could be with a significant other. It could be with a friend of yours. It could be with a hobby or a passion that you have. And there are six components that happen for any type of relationship. There's three that have to do with duration of time and three that have to do with the quality of that what what you're going through. So there's no matter what you look at any graph, there's things that are going to happen for a short period of time, a long period of time and a medium period of time. Right. Like you look at stocks, it's just kind of how it happens. It just kind of just does that same with relationship quality. You have things that are going good not so good and bad right and so the 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 really interesting thing is that when things are going bad the, for the dialogue and the things that we tend to say is something is wrong. Something is not, suppo- like this is not right. But if you take the really high level perspective, it's actually incorrect. It is supposed to be happening. It is 100% accurate that you were supposed to be going through that downturn. Uh. It is the way that all relationships work. So yeah. just to add on top of that, what you said is like, as you get older, it's like when wow, things are not going well, realize that that is in the grand scheme of things it is the relationship of how anything functions
1: yeah it's part of that journey and it makes sense i've never heard it framed that way and i really really like that um and it makes sense because we talk you know especially in the schools that i build and you know a little bit metaphorically here too we talk about the hero's journey right we talk about um you know uh, uh joseph campbell's work and and the you know the multiple steps through the hero's journey and when i was in texas this last week um, one of the other owners from around the world, he's a brilliant human being. He's down in Guatemala. Um, he's actually mentioned in Covey's books of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you know, and he's one of the original acting owners. Um, he says, You guys, don't forget the hero's journey is a circle. It's a circle. Mm-hmm. And it means if you're really on that hero's journey, eventually you get back to the part where you're gonna have to face some more dragons. That's just part of continuing that journey. It's a circle. And so embrace that because that means once you slay that dragon, you know, you're coming back now with the gift that you're going to bring to the world. And it's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I forgot that cycle is supposed to be there, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's another great way to frame that, man. I love that. Neil Moore to author, look up his work. That's phenomenal. he's, He's a good guy. That's phenomenal. Okay. So take us, so, so then take us into, uh, into high school a little bit
0: yeah so i'll take you guys to my junior year of high school and this is where i started to learn about the power of connection so like i was literally exactly where you guys are at right now so that's why this story is so cool and i was so grateful to be able to share this with you guys so anybody hear about the the there's a club called deca do you guys have deca in your or or heard about it okay i remember deca okay It, it was a it was a business club in in high school so um i had the opportunity to compete with a business plan. And so because I wanted to, I had that earlier experience of wanting to be an entrepreneur, I saw my parents growing a business, I'm like, I'm going to come up with a business plan. And the only thing I could think of because my dad used to own a restaurant and my grandpa owned a restaurant was well, why don't I come up with a concept that was a food truck. So my food truck, business plan. It was called the sizzling Ninja. Oh,
1: <laughs> and
0: you, you guys, yeah, so, and you guys, you guys won't remember you, what you, you, you won't remember this, but like what, before I, w- I, w- I was at high school in the really weird age where we were just starting to get phones. Like, so like we, there was a mix of kids that did or didn't have phones. Yeah. And so we had AIM back then where you got after school and you would, you would message people. So my screen name at the time was Asian Ninja two, two, one. So like that was maybe that was something about the, something about the food truck thing. But anyways, um I got to compete at this competition and I worked for forever on this business plan. I get to go to state, I give my presentation, I think I crush it and for anybody that is competing, you know that you're sitting in the stadium and they're announcing the winners and you're waiting to figure out if you got on the podium at all. And then they they announce third place, they announce second place and then there's that weird moment where you're like, did I screw up and I'm not even I'm not even here or did I win the whole thing yeah and then they announced my name and I found out that I I took first place in state with the sizzling ninja food truck yay Um, but so I was on a high for the next few days but then I go back to school the following day and my advisor for this group sits everybody down that competed at state that gets to go to internationals and says Awesome! Congratulations, you qualified. And she slides this piece of paper across my desk that has the itinerary and like all the details for the trip. And of course, I'm leafing through it. I'm super excited, but then I hit the last page and my heart sinks. And it shows the t- the cost of the trip. It's a thousand dollars and eighty cents or something like thousand eighty dollars and forty cents or something like that. And again, going back to that, the conversation we already had before, it's like, you know, immediately, I was kind of like, oh, my God, I can't, like, my first reaction is like, I can't make that happen. How do I do that? But then it was like, okay, because I've been doing this since I was 13, paying for my contacts. It's like, how do we how do we do this? Right. And so my I I told my parents about it, my dad introduced me to my first ever mentor, her name is Brenda Campbell. She's the uh, 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 president of a nonprofit organization. And he said, uh, maybe Brenda can share something about how to fundraise for your trip. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So he introduces me to Brenda. And Brenda takes me under her wing and I, I don't know what you saw in me, but like there's lots of lessons here. I cared. I was passionate about something. I was I was working on my sizz, sizzling ninja food truck. Brenda saw that I cared about this and she says, I will introduce you to some people and show you how to fundraise. And so she opened up her network to me. And even though my my email address was AsianNinja221 at gmail.com, <laughs> even though I was just a 16 year old, she started introducing me to really high level people. And she mm. taught me something that absolutely Absolutely changed my life. And the first time I heard it, I will say I didn't understand what it means. I'm still understanding what it means at a deeper level. But she told me, Brandon, if you ask for money, you'll get advice. But if you ask for advice, you'll get money. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, that I mean that that sounds it sound pippy. Mm. Like I I kind of get what, what that means, but she and but but she didn't tell me what that meant. She showed me what, what it meant. So this is what it meant. She said, I want you to go to these people that I introduced you to, and I want you to ask them for feedback on your business plan. Take that feedback to improve your business plan. And then once they've invested in you and you show how grateful you are and how how excited you are that they've contributed to me getting to go to nationals ask them if they'd be willing to donate and fundraise to support you go to go to this international competition (laughs) so i do that and the first time i do it i just can't believe how easy it was because the dude just is like yeah here's a hundred bucks and i'm like sweet. Like I'm already like 10% of the way there. Yes. And my other job was, was scooping custard for $7.25 an hour. So I was doing the math, like, okay, that's how many hours of working at Cop's Custard for a hundred yeah. bucks, you know? So I keep doing that, keep doing that. And then uh, eventually it's a few weeks before the trip, I'm still 500 bucks short. And I'm like, Brenda, I don't really, you know, I, and he's still, I'm still a little bit short. She says, oh my gosh, I forgot to introduce you to Kevin Kowalke. And Kevin Kowalki is like a a, a big deal entrepreneur in the local area. He's got a mastermind and he's connected with some people and he's really passionate about supporting the next generation. So she connects me to to Kevin. I sit down, I give my presentation like usual. And then at the end, he asks me, how much do you have left to pay for the trip? And I'm like, well, I'm short like 500 bucks. And so he pulls out his checkbook and he writes something on the check. And I don't want to be rude. I'm not like trying to stare at it, but he writes something on the check. He puts it in the envelope and it says, all right, man, Thanks so much for coming today. Appreciate you, and uh, let me know how the trip goes. So I'm like, okay, that's alluding to something. So of course, what would the what would the first thing you guys would do when you cross the door? The first thing I do to the door is I rip open the checkbook, and he wrote me a check for 500 bucks. And so I got to go to this international competition. And so the 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 cool the 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 thing is, I didn't end up placing at state. I, I didn't end up placing at the international competition, but. It was because exactly what what matt said earlier it was because i had to figure out a way to do something that i that both with the help of my dad introducing me to brenda and then with brenda showing me the ropes my eyes opened to the fact that oh my gosh there is a hard way of doing things and there's an easy way of doing things and the easy way of doing things has to do with learning how to connect with people how like who is already accomplished what you want to accomplish, and how can you learn directly from them and shortcut years of trial and error. And like my mind just blew up and like, and so I started thinking this way. And I have had like, we will continue down the journey. I'm sure Matt, where you can take where you want to go. But that was the moment that the light bulb went on. And I've since been refining and tweaking and testing and how do I connect with higher and higher level people. And I've been able to, I feel super blessed to connect with some, some, some incredible people despite the fact that i was starting at age 16 and oh. so i'll say one more thing i'll let you jump in matt but it's like we were having a conversation earlier this week and i i would i would imagine that as a high schooler as a middle schooler you may have the thought because i'm young it's hard for me to reach out to these people right somebody wants to actually i wasn't going to say this but i'll say it now the funny thing is that you think that you're too young but then i've talked to lots of people that are that that get older and older and then what's their excuse i'm too old <laughs> so That's like no, right. matter are, <laughs> no matter where you are matter where you are you're true. gonna have something so so the the i would encourage everyone to reframe and i truly to my core believe this to be true that you guys have a significant significant advantage over people that are older and more experienced than you if you follow exactly what matt is sharing with you guys and the the stuff that you guys are going through because they somebody will see a young ambitious person and if they can invest in the right person there's i have found it is a very huge commonality between successful people is they want to pass their legacy forward, they want to invest in the next generation, it is a it is one of their top needs, actually, yes. so you are helping contribute to them by being that mentee that allows them to, to invest in and actually implementing and getting results because these people want to pass their legacy on they want to make an impact. And some of the best ways they can do that is by sharing their hard fought knowledge with you guys listening to this call right now. So uh, yeah, let's go all over, but.
1: but Oh God, that's exactly right. Do you guys understand how powerful that is? He's literally talking about collapsing time, collapsing time, right? That's the beauty of, of a great book is you have somebody's knowledge over 40 years of a, of whatever, 50 years of a life, you know, and they take their knowledge and they take the most important pieces and the patterns that you need to realize, and they collapse it and they go, here you go in a consumable format where you get to go, oh my gosh, and it should change you and it should change your perspective and it should change your trajectory, right? When you are connecting with good people, it does the exact same thing. It collapses time for you it increases your opportunity and if you can collapse if i can collapse time at 42 well then cool i've got a certain amount of time left that i can go impact you know people based on what i learned when you can do it at 16 you've got even more time to go forward and impact and what brandon is saying is so spot on man it is a it is it becomes a need Right? Tim and I developed this program as a need. We're talking to these dads, to, it's a need. We need to do this. We want to do this and pour everything we can into you. And all you've gotta do is take that and run. I mean, that's it, you know, that's it. And it's so flipping exciting. So, I mean, uh, I wanna sing Brandon's praises here for a second too. So I get, um, you know, I get, a, I get, I don't know, if I had to guess, conservatively probably seven or eight pitches maybe a week right where somebody will pitch, and that's what I say is they'll pitch me they'll go hey I need to come on your podcast here's why I don't get that Brandon he and I didn't know each other and he reached out and was just like hey man here's who I am here's what I'm doing but here's how I want to help I don't want to help you and I want to help you with nothing you know desired to come back like if this just helps you I just love what you're doing I appreciate what you're doing. here's you know here's how I can help if there's anything I could I mean it was just like hey it was an open door for a relationship with an initial give with no ask in return and as soon as I saw that I went Okay, this is the person who understands how relationships work understands what good networking actually means because you're starting to develop a relationship if there's anything that's going to actually develop and so it took me 30 seconds to go look through took a look at who he was and i'm like brandon i think i even responded to you with i think you almost already knew that i was going to respond back with a yes like this is easy or something like
0: that i found i found our initial email exchange. did you yeah, okay
1: was, yeah i did but yeah good. i I, it, I appreciate it man i appreciate it yeah it's it's very much the case so tell people um mean, tell these guys and tell listeners like. What is what does life look like right now, what is kind of your day to day, what kind of things are you doing that's impacting because then I want to be able to get these guys on here to ask some questions too so. uh, yeah 100% right now.
0: So um another it's cool talking to you guys specifically because i'm sharing things from a slightly different perspective, but like you know as i've looked back throughout my life, starting with those experiences with Brenda. I think it's really important to notice patterns. Like and you guys are still young, you're still figuring out, you're identifying these patterns, but like one of the patterns that occurred to me over and over and over again was this theme of connection, of like learning how to connect with people um and like I had some more experiences in college and that in that thing. So like I truly believe that like m- the reason why I'm here right now is to create a more deeply connected world. And when I when I say that, I mean connected in every sense of the word. I mean connecting deeper with myself I mean, connecting with other human beings, I mean, connecting other human beings with resources and tools and techniques that they need to help grow their skills and their abilities. And so it it just so happens that podcasting is Uh, What I believe to be one of the greatest expressions of that because it's like I get to connect with incredibly high level people I get to share with an audience and build a relationship with an audience and so like. I'm answering that question from the perspective of the vehicle may change I don't see myself ever stopping podcasting like what what I will do will. Absolutely changed. You talked about the hero's journey, but like I, I believe that some component of connection is always going to be present. So the way that that is currently manifesting in my life right now is I run a podcast. It's called Seven Figure Millennials. It's all about inspiring millennial entrepreneurs to prioritize their happiness, health, and relationships as they make their entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And um, I do that from the perspective of not the guy that knows it all, not the guru on top of the mountain, but rather the guy that is documenting his journey. I'm still building my first seven figure business, but I'm sharing what I'm learning along the way. I'm still getting mentored. I'm still applying everything that we're talking about today um, in, in exactly what I'm doing. So I have the podcast. But I also am helping other people to leverage their a podcast as a way to build authentic relationships with incredibly high value people that can make a transformational impact inside of their businesses. So for people that have high what they call lifetime value of a client or ACV, average contract value of a client, meaning they're spending lots of money, um, those are relationships. And I think that lots of people in the space right now are they view it from a hunting perspective. Like, how do I find this person oh. and get them to buy my stuff? I take the opposite approach. And how do I find the people that I want to love on, that I want to build a relationship with and contribute and create exponential value in their life? And if we can work together, heck yeah. But if if not, I've contributed to an incredible human. So like I, I come at it from a different lens and a different perspective. And I have a system side of my brain that allows people to do that as well. So um, that's how Matt and I continue to have these conversations. It's just a matter of when Matt and I end up working together. We don't know how quite yet, but like that, right. it's just like we clicked because we we, start, we set the foundation correctly and like, I don't know what it looks like, but I love what Matt's doing. I love how he's supporting you guys and however that manifests, whether it's within the next year or so or much later down the line, like I don't care because Matt's an awesome human and he's doing some cool stuff. So it's, a, it's an interesting approach uh but but that's how i do it and so succinctly put i'm helping people leverage podcasts to build relationships with transformational relationships with people that can move the needle inside their business
1: you guys that to me is just that's just straight power um it's genius and it is um i think it gets to the core of who we are whether you know uh, where whether you think this is a god-given design whether you think this is how humans you know evolved i don't care the reality is that is a dna trait for us to approach things that way and it brings back to what he just said you know you ask for advice and you'll get money and i'll say one last thing and then micah is going to have um, micah you're going to be the first one that i'm going to call on for a question sir um you know when we were in when i was in texas this last week and i was meeting with all these other owners from around you know the world and, and all these people have started schools for their community um and from like 20 i think we we're 41 states 26 different countries right so there's all these beautiful people there from all these different cultures and the first thing some of them did was talk about the ways they got started building their community um, and how they connected with influential people in their community, and that was the common pattern. They didn't go, not a single one of them went after influential people in their community and said, hey, I'm starting a school, isn't that awesome? Hook me up with some money or an opportunity. None of them did that. Every one of them started with, Hey, Mr. Influential person, I love what you are doing. I love who you are. Here's specifically what I love about what you're doing. Here's specifically what I've been watching about what you're giving to the community. Here's specifically something that I know that you're doing as a father, um, you know, even outside of this or as a mother outside of this. Um, I understand what your daughter's going through. Like, this is great. Can I just get 10 minutes of your time for some advice? because I want to have an impact, like you're having an impact. It was that, can I get some advice? I know who you are. I appreciate who you are. I love who you are. I want to do something for you in return for 10 minutes of advice. And those are the relationships that turned into, oh, by the way, we're going to buy you a building. Oh, by the way, I'm going to connect you to this group over here. And now you have 30 families that are starting out. Like that's how it always started. It's genius. It's beautiful. It's how the world works.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it, absolutely. Perfect. And just so you know, Matt, I'm inviting myself back. Not that that's ever going to be granted. But like I there's so much that I want to share that's like tactical that will help you guys. So like, oh. if if we have time to go deeper into that, because I want I want to be able to maybe help you guys. Like you're staring at a blank cursor, what do you say to someone to yes. reach out to them? I think that would yeah. be valuable. So whether we have time to do that
1: or not, let's, I see i nodding his head. He's say, like, it's like, I'm sure. It's like, yes, Absolutely. So like, yeah yes. he's a killer dude he's a go-getter yeah for sure no I think we I think we definitely dive in at it. Micah I saw your hand come up yeah I want to have you come in ask a question and, and uh, wherever you guys want to go ask any question that you guys want to ask and then um, we can get tactical as well go ahead Micah you're up sir um thank you uh so I just have a question for Mr. Fong and was wondering because I know you started a six-figure Millennials and that's six figures is talking about money correct
0: so the, the podcast is called seven figure millennials and it's, okay. uh, but yeah. 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 So like, what was your first like job that was like giving you a paycheck for your thing and how did you move out of that to like a job that would pay better or influ- and like help you more in life? A hundred percent. So, um, I'll, I'll tell a, I'll tell a story that will loop into the, like the, some of the other stuff that we talked about. So my senior year of college. Um, and this kind of goes to like exa- that's why I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I've said that a bajillion times, but but like I always used my education non-traditionally. Like I always look for ways to get more out of my high school, my college experience. So in college, I wrote a book. Uh, it was called Leverage: Escape the College Rat Race, Design the Life You Want, and Take the Real World by Storm, which you know, pretty pretty big, crazy title. But it was all about how I was leveraging my college experience non-traditionally to connect with high level people. I ended up getting an endorsement from Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank on my book. And ironically, he I, I get to I got to interview him on my podcast several years later. I got an endorsement from the, the guy that was uh, Aaron Kennedy, the founder of Noodles & Company. So it was an exciting project. Again, it was another project I was working on. It didn't work out. I didn't end up becoming this, this crazy, awesome author, but I learned a lot from that. But But basically, I worked on a startup before I started my own company. That didn't work out in college. I wrote the book. My senior year of college, I'm like, I don't really know what to do next right uh so and i'll I, I and so basically i i went back to what brenda taught me and i just asked myself the question who's exactly where i want to be and how can i just learn directly from them instead of doing another business failure or writing another book that just doesn't work right and so the it, interesting question for you guys to think about too here but like so what i ended up doing is i i'm a huge podcast listener there was a podcaster that i really loved his name is jonathan levy and uh he had a uh, podcast called superhuman academy was back then it was called becoming a superhuman and uh, he was a big deal, you know. I was like he was like this guy's got a multi several million do, million downloads on his podcast, a seven figure business, a TED TED talk, and he's written a book and all that kind of stuff. And a hundred thousand students in his online courses. And who am I? Who am I as some twenty one year old to reach out to this guy? What value can I add to him? And so I uh, I sent him an email, and I'll, this will allude to like some of the the tactics, so you guys can maybe see. The patterns that i'm going to talk about here and i promise i'll answer your question like i haven't forgot i'll get to it (laughs) just give me a long road to get there but um i sent him an email i was something along the lines of hey jonathan i listened to episode 142 of your show your show with noah kagan and the part where he shared xyz was incredible i implemented it and here was the results thank you so much for sharing that and obviously i'm doing this off the top of my head so i was like actually more specific than that And then the next part of the email was like, I did some research on what you're up to, and I came up with some specific projects that I'd love to help and support you with. And then the last part of it was um, I want to do this 100% for free. I don't want to be paid for it. If you like my work, we can figure out a way to work together later. If not, you didn't pay for it. And like, like we can just part our separate ways. Right. And so Jonathan, I, I, you know, I was like, I was, I read the email 3000 times before I sent it. I tweet the, the, and the spacing and like all the, the stuff. And I'm sitting and I'm hovering my finger over the click button. And finally I click the button and he gets back to me in like 12 hours. And he's like, dude, like, let's talk. And so I have a conversation with him and the first thing he says, well, like, let's do this project, but like, I'm going to pay you for it. Like, I'm not going to make you do this for free. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this for you for free and we will go from there. And so I was adamant about it, even though he offered to pay me. And that one project turned into me actually running his marketing for three years, right out of college. And so that, that was the um, that was my first quote unquote clients, because, yeah, I was I was technically like his employee. But I mean, the yeah, so but but I mean, that was my first experience in the entrepreneurial realm. I was more of an entrepreneur because I was I was working on an initiatives inside of Jonathan's company. But here's where it gets. And during the time I was on the team, we helped add over one hundred thousand students to our online courses, one point five million downloads to the podcast. I got to see the ins and outs of how Jonathan was working on everything. I got to run campaigns, email campaigns that were sending to tens of thousands of people and learn about copywriting and all this crazy cool stuff. Mm. And uh, Jonathan just kind of let me fly inside inside of his business. And it was a blast. And I'll say one more thing, and then um, I'll, I'll directly answer your question, Micah. But, but Jonathan got into a high level group called Genius Network. Um, and to be inside of this group, you need to be a 7 8 or 9 figure entrepreneur, pretty successful dude. Jonathan spent years being the entrepreneur to kind of qualify for getting into Genius Network. He goes to his first meeting, he's pumped. He like he like sends me a message on Slack. He's like, "Dude, this was nuts. Like I got $250,000 of value in the first like 20 minutes here." And he's like, "I want to make the most out of my membership. Do you want to come to these meetings?" What do you think my reaction was to that? I was like, ah. "Heck yeah, I'm coming to these meetings." So I got to my senior year of college, leave my college dorm room, or it wasn't the dorm room at the time, but the college campus, and literally land in Arizona in Genius Network and get to learn directly from seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs as a 22-year-old. I was the youngest person in the room, and that that was um, one of the early the, the early experiences that went. So so, Micah, to succinctly answer your question, the first real experience that I had kind of doing the entrepreneurial thing was being an entrepreneur within Jonathan's company. And then uh, I left mid COVID. I started the podcast, like to document my entrepreneurial journey from the beginning. So like just, and this was, this was uh 2020, May 20, like mid, mid COVID kind of a thing. Um, and uh, I, I launched, I'll go back and I'll say to, to answer like my first ever entrepreneurial ventures, I ended up launching a product with Jonathan. So he we, we became partners on a project and we launched it. We launched a course called Ultimate Advantage, which guess what? It was all about how to build your brand and connect with high level people and skip years of trial and error by connecting with really high level people. And, uh, and exactly what I talked about. And we launched that and we had a $45,000 launch the first week that the course opened and like, there's no way I could have done that by myself. It was because I had Jonathan's help. I had Jonathan's resources. We co-created the product together. So it was branded. Um, and so when I left Jonathan's company, my goal was initially to grow and scale that, but as any entrepreneur figures out, sometimes you're not in alignment. I realized that I didn't like the way the business was shaping out. And that's kind of how I started shifting towards the podcasting stuff. And I've had some other crappy things that have happened to me since then, too, which I'm always happy to share. But but yeah, <laughs> there there you go. Long answer to your question, Micah. but hopefully that, that helps. So
1: do you guys do you guys see the pattern here? There wasn't a OK, well, first, you got to go work this minimum wage job then you go get you know a, a job that pays a little bit more then you get a raise there and then you go make sure you get your degree then you go interview for 30 places and then you take on this position then you move into up you know middle management and then you move it. You, you see how all of that just gets skipped if you're intentional about doing the right thing and putting in the work and the value and being intelligent about skipping it and I always tell these guys about, you know, my foray going into, into public speaking and how, you know, I thought uh, th- same thing going into public speaking. I'm like, oh, well, in my first keynote, I think it was also, you know, maybe probably charge a thousand bucks here. You do that a little bit. And then maybe I go to charge 5,000. It wasn't until I had some guy go, no, man, you charge whatever you want and then see if they pay it. And if you provide enough value, you'll be some, I'm, I'm going, what? I can skip I can jump in here, I can say 15 grand and they go yeah and they go oh my gosh we would have paid you 50 and i'm like what the like. You just skip right to if you're doing the right thing and you're doing the work and you're providing the value that's huge one more quick story on that No, you go you go first
0: no 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 I just, but like hold on like there's 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 something that matt's saying that he didn't say there and like it, it but and it's it's a really nuanced observation that like is really apparent but it has to do with worthiness it mm-hmm. has to do with worthiness like you mm-hmm. have to if you feel unworthy of charging fifteen thousand dollars, if you feel unworthy to reach out to these people, if you feel unworthy to make things happen, you mm-hmm. won't actually make them happy. Like actually do it, right? Yep. So like there is the trepidation, there is the scariness of like like fearing it but doing it anyway. Like I think that was kind of like you said one of the book recommendations. You know, like like that is that that's not gonna go away. Um, but, but I just wanted to make sure that, that, that is, so that is completely normal. It's supposed to happen. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you have to have the confidence and the, the self-confidence, that's not just right. the confidence, the self-confidence
1: to ask for what you want, um, yep. and know that you'll figure out a way to do it. That's right, man. That's so, it's so good. And, uh, you know, on this heels and Elliot, I, I see you and I'm going to call on you here in just a second. So on the heels of that conversation you know jeff sandifer uh founder of of all things acton academy you know was speaking at this uh last conference this last week and he was talking about a a uh, senior at one of the austin campuses uh this last year and that senior same thing saw some you know saw an organization he wanted to work with um he went through and he made i guess they have like a whatever this organization was they've got a million plus followers on YouTube and they do like these really kind of creative videos I guess that talk about their company and their products and, and all this kind of stuff so um, this young man who was a student out there was a senior in high school. um, Saw that they were hiring so he went through and made some of these creative videos, sent them out didn't say I am my high school senior he just sent all these things out and. um, you know said hey here you go love what you guys do i created these videos for you i saw that there's a position open let me know you know if if you like my work great if not please take this use it it would be an honor just to have you guys use it and never even give me credit i don't care um you know and so he puts it out there didn't hear anything back followed up with him and just said hey you know by the way i really mean it if there's something that you liked please use it. If there's a way I could have done better, let me know. But, um, you know, who would have hired a high school kid? Anyways, like, I appreciate you even giving me the chance to send you some things. The owner of the organization called him and was like, you know what? We had passed you up. Um, You're right. But going back and reviewing this and looking at this, we do want to use it. We do love what you're doing. Um, And we do want to bring on a second person. So we're going to bring you on. So uh, long story short, he ended up, uh, starting to work for them before he even graduated high school. And it was a six figure job. He was 17. Um, that's making videos as part of his day-to-day curriculum. You know, that's, that's so cool. Oh, so,
0: I have something I want to say, but I can, say it
1: Say it. and then Elliot will go.
0: Okay. 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 So at the same time that I reached out to Jonathan, I reached out to another entrepreneur. Uh, his name is Noah Kagan and he he founded the company Appsumo, sumo sumo.com mm-hmm. Uh pretty successful dude. And mm-hmm. I went through the traditional application process. I think if I remember correctly, I might remember all the details, but like he just sent something like I need a, I need a blog writer or something like that. And so I ended up submitting for this project and I got shortlisted, um, meaning like I was put on a smaller list of candidates to, to potentially work, do the, do the job. Um, and then I submitted the second stage and I got rejected. And I said that they, 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 they said I didn't pass or whatever. So here's where it gets interesting is the opportunity starts when they say no mm-hmm. <laughs> the opportunity start they are supposed to say no because and Matt and I just had this conversation earlier this week on cultural hiring. When Matt, when we were having this conversation earlier, it's like it is. People will recognize that it is more important to have a cultural fit than the skill sets. Right. So this is where you demonstrate that you are a cultural fit because what people are looking for is people that are willing to push beyond what the traditional limitations are and figure something out. So mm-hmm. when I got that rejection from from Noah, uh, no, I think it was no, one of Noah's managers. I reached out to him. I was like, hey thank you so much. I'd love to hear some feedback on this and how I can make it better. And I'm going to rewrite it. And Mm. so he, the dude spent like a few minutes and he recorded the video. I'm like, awesome. Thank you so much. I rewrote the whole thing. And then I submitted it again. And a few days later, I'm just, I'm hanging out with some friends and I get a text and it's from Noah, not even his manager. And he's like, Hey dude, call me. (laughs) And so I started working on a project to work with Noah. And so I ended up having like, essentially it wasn't a formal offer from Noah yet, but I was in the process and it wasn't a formal offer from Jonathan yet, but I was in the process. And uh, I think I, I became the, this is this is not the best term, but I became the attractive girl at the bar because it's like, I had more than one opportunity at the on the table sure. and Jonathan saw that and I like, like, so I ended up working with Jonathan and I'm grateful for that. But just wanted to highlight exactly what you said is that like, like, I just, I just hope that you guys see that, like, the no is supposed to happen, and after the no is when you demonstrate that you have what it takes, that you actually are the kind of person that they want to work with. Because ninety nine point nine nine percent of people will get the no, and just like, all right, sounds good, I'm done. Yep. And you can be that point zero one percent of person, and it's all, it is surprisingly easy once you have that insight.
1: <laughs> oh so good, man, so good. It's like, uh fight club right where they, they're starting their club and there's they got these guys and they're making them wait outside and and uh you know tyler durden comes out and tells one guy he's like nope too fat get out of here and he's like okay and he starts to pick up his stuff and then the real guy goes over and grabs him and he's like no dude that's part of it like stay here stick it out like it's okay like we got to see that you're resilient Do you want to go to like that's it is there's so many little nuances in that book and that movie that are so powerful and that speaks exactly to what you just said exactly what you just said that's when it starts
0: You have now taken the step to becoming a great leader of tomorrow. Join the Apogee program by visiting www.apogeestrong.com. For inquiries, contact us, 916-728-0606 or email matt at apogeestrong.com. Thank you for listening to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders. Stay tuned for more episodes.